broadcasting live from the beautiful From the Jump studios. It's your boy Addison, man. It's a big Monday. You already know what you got to do. Flex your muscles. Ah, big Monday, man. You already know what's going on, man. Welcome to another week, to another edition of From the Jump, man. If this is your first time listening, I want to let you know right now, you are now listening to the livest sports podcast on the web right now. Yes, the livest sports podcast on the web right now. Good to be with you on a Monday. You know we got a lot to get into, a lot to discuss. I mean, so much happened over the weekend. I don't know where to start. LeBron James Jr. won a national championship for the seventh grade. Carmelo Anthony is about to sign with the Houston Rockets. It's a lot going on right now. And you know what we got to start off today's show? We are now streaming on all platforms. So go follow us right now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, we are on Google Play as well. For everybody that has an Android, we're on Google Play as well. But you know, we got to start off the show talking about Tim Tebow. New York Mets minor league player Tim Tebow has broken his hand. Former NFL quarterback, most notably for the Denver Broncos and also won a national championship too, to be exact, for the Florida Gators and also won a Heisman Trophy as well. Now turned minor league baseball player for the New York Mets has a broken hammock in his right hand and will miss the remainder of the season. Yes, that is Tim Tebow. Broken right hand will miss the rest of the season. He is set to undergo surgery on Tuesday. Cleveland Browns top wide receiver Josh Gordon is set to miss the start of their training camp on Thursday, citing that health and treatment plans ultimately stemming back to his reinstatement into the league. He has to do his follows up, if you will. Now, this isn't anything new. Josh Gordon isn't in any trouble or anything like that. Of course, most notably 2015 was his year in which he was suspended pretty much being the face of the NFL for the weed. Now, this also comes at a good, I think this is a good thing for Josh Gordon. I think we will all want to see Josh Gordon just make it to week one. No issues, no setbacks, no anything. Josh Gordon, get back on the field week one. The Browns were 0-16 last year. You had one of the worst years ever. So ultimately, we want to see you back in that number 12 for the Browns. Not to mention you got two quarterbacks in Baker Mayfield and Tyrod Taylor, both guys who are going to add a different dimension to that Cleveland Browns team. And... It has the ability to be one of the top 10 offenses in the league. You added Jarvis Landry. You also added a Carlos Hyde. Hugh Jackson being one of the most creative and also innovative offensive coordinators in the league. That defense has gotten a lot better. This Cleveland Browns team is going to be scary. But we all need Josh Gordon just to make it to week one. If Josh Gordon could just make it to week one, I think we'd be okay. Arizona Cardinal running back David Johnson is also ending his contract holdout, which ran through the team's mandatory minicamp, and he is set to return to training camp. Now, Johnson was headed to hold out for his final year of his rookie contract, which he was set to make $1.9 million in 2018. Now, if you're David Johnson, you got to understand that running backs at this point are expendable. You're seeing what's going on with Pittsburgh and Le'Veon Bell. They're already on their second to third franchise tag with him, saying that they're not willing to pay him long term. Now, David Johnson went on the field and went healthy as one of the NFL's best running backs. He came off, he burst onto the scene in 2015, he had a hell of a 2016 season, but this past season, fracturing his wrist in week one, set him out for the entire year. So you're the Arizona Cardinals. This pretty much is his show-me year, prove-it year, if you will. Going into this season, new quarterback in Josh Rosen. Let's see what David Johnson does, and let's see if the Arizona Cardinals are willing to pay him going forward and lock him up to be their long-term running back. Man, it seems like every time I turn around, somebody holding out for a contract. This player ain't playing. This one ain't sitting out. Hey, these teams better start paying these players. These players ain't playing no games no more. These guys are going to start sitting out, and these teams going to not start playing if these owners and these, these people at the top don't start paying these players. It's going to happen. Watch. But switching gears a little bit, somebody else that didn't get paid and is a little disgruntled, Isaiah Thomas spoke with Adrian Wojnarowski 
ESPN article piece, which is a good read, by the way, if you haven't read it. Um, you know, he talked about a bevy of topics. He talked about the Celtics. Um, he talked about his dramatic injury that ultimately led to his departure from Boston. Of course, his sister dying, being going from Cleveland to the Lakers to ultimately now signing with the Nuggets. Now, I mean, this Isaiah Thomas story, every time I hear it, it just it makes me cringe every time I hear it. Because Isaiah Thomas is ultimately just a victim of the business, that which we call the NBA. Now, guys like LeBron James and Kevin Durant have been able to, at this point, control the narrative. LeBron going from Cleveland to Miami to back to Cleveland to now in L.A. is showing you what? That's the ultimate player control that you want to have as a player, which is why I've always been an advocate for players being able to move around. Now, going back to that magical season back in 2016 and 2017, the year in which Isaiah averaged 28 and 6, in which we all was tapping the wrist, looking like IT Tom. Those were special moments, man. We've never seen a player come off the bench like that to go to being the starting point guard and to flourish in a system away that Isaiah Thomas did. We got to double salute IT, man. That's the hustler right there. But now it's, it, it got to be said. And it must be said, the Celtics have moved on. It's almost like this, right? You know, it's almost like that girl, right, that you was with. Or you. it was like that person that you was dating. And the relationship is over. But you still keep trying to talk about the person because you're not over that situation. Now, that person done moved on. They got a whole new relationship. They got new pictures on Instagram. You know, they done moved on. You still on Instagram with the same post. And I feel bad for IT because it's like IT was the man. And Boston know they did him dirty in that situation. But the Celtics have moved on. They drafted Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown has, has gotten a whole lot better. They re-signed Marcus Smart. They've ultimately traded for Kyrie Irving, which in reality, he was able to really kind of get healthy this season by ultimately choosing to have that surgery at the end of the year by missing the playoffs. And not to mention, you lost Gordon Hayward last season, but coming back this year, he's going to be completely 100% healthy. This team has moved on. And by the way, Brad Stevens, from that year to now, is an exponentially better coach. So if you look at that entire thing, the Celtics have moved on. Isaiah Thomas has yet to this point moved on. So much so to the point that he said, even in his offseason, they said in the article, it said that he reached out to Danny Ainge and he said they talked for 15 to 20 minutes and he said that Isaiah Thomas asked Ainge if the opportunity is there, I would like to let you know that I would love to come back. Now, of course, Danny Ainge, they said that Danny Ainge was open to it, but you know, they were trying to resign Marcus Smart at the time. And then ultimately ended up re-signing him. And then Isaiah Thomas ended up signing with the Nuggets. I was able to highlight and show that I was one of the best NBA point guards in this league two years ago. Go to a team like the Nuggets, come off the bench, and show that you can produce. Because at some point, it's like, all right, Boston has moved on. We get that that was the business of the NBA. But we saw what happened to DeRozan. DeRozan signed a five-year, $179 million contract. So imagine if you had signed the contract with Boston, and then they trade you. Up next on From the Jump, we'll talk Dirt and the Whiskey re-signing with the Dallas Mavericks. Johnny Manziel had just been traded. And yet, another LeBron mural has been vandalized. Stay tuned. You'll hear my thoughts. It's From the Jump. Folks, if you're just joining us, we've got a scorcher of a Sprite commercial here. Looks like they're calling for refreshment. Big taste. And here comes Big Taste. Big Taste. Come on, Big Taste!
chicken fingers. Clyde to Glide. Yes. Low cut socks. No way. Papa New Guinea? That's amazing. I need an agent like that. I got you, Glide. You worked hard for those. Give them the protection they deserve. Come on, come on. Napoleon Bonaparte at the Battle of Waterloo. That's got sir, it. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, yeah. Battle of Waterloo? Those guys are good. Five Slam and Jammer. No way. Easy. That was easy. That last one was so easy. So easy. Chicken fingers. Clyde the Glide. Yes. Low cut socks. No way. Papua New Guinea? That's amazing. I need an agent like that. I got you, Glide. You worked hard for those. Give them the protection they deserve. Come on, come on. Napoleon Bonaparte at the Battle of Waterloo. That's got sir, it. Yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah. Battle of Waterloo? Those guys are good. Five Slam and Jammer! No way. Easy. That was easy. That last one was so easy. So easy. Good to be back with you on this big Monday. Go ahead and flex your muscles. Yeah, that way, man. Big, big Monday. Follow your boy on Twitter at From The Jump. Follow everybody back on there. But now, Dirk Nowitzki today has announced that he will return for the 21st season. Yes, he will return for 21 seasons. Dirk been in the league as long as I've been living, almost. Literally, as long as I've been living, Dirk has been in the league. Now, on Monday, Dirk will sign a one-year, $5 million contract, dating back to him being the ninth overall pick by the Milwaukee Bucks before ultimately being traded to the Dallas Mavericks on draft night in 1998. Dirk Nowitzki being a 13-time All-Star, winning a championship with the Dallas Mavericks, most infamously over LeBron James. The LeBron James final meltdown. If you don't, go back and watch the meltdown. Like one of the greatest finals performances we had, just scoring-wise, the basketball. That whole finals, if y'all didn't watch that one, that Dallas Mavericks team was actually a good team. Miami was the more talented team, but that Dallas Mavericks team from top to bottom was good. I mean, they've been pesky since 2006 when they played the Heat. Also, Dirk only needs 233 points to pass Wilt Chamberlain as the league's fifth all-time leading scorer. Guys in which he's head of, notably LeBron, Shaq, Vince Carter, Paul Pierce, just to name a few. Dirk Nowitzki, surefire Hall of Famer. Johnny Manziel has been traded to the Montreal Alouettes from the Hamilton Tiger Cats in a five-player trade, which will reunite him with his Texas A&M coach, Mike Sherman. Now, Manziel, along with tackle Tony Washington, Landon Rice, were sent to Montreal for Jamal Westerman, Chris Williams, and first-round picks in a 2020 and 2022 CFL draft. Now, Johnny Manziel ultimately never saw the field for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, playing behind Jeremiah Masoli, Oregon, former Oregon quarterback, for those that don't know, also played for Ole Miss as well. But now, coming to the Montreal Alouettes, Drew Willie, their starting quarterback, was injured Saturday. So now Johnny Manziel will be thrusted into the spotlight. So you know we're going to be all over this, excited to see what Johnny Manziel does, to see if Johnny Manziel has any juice. This is the opportunity that Johnny Manziel been asking for. He wants to get back into the league. So in order to get back into the league, these teams need to see you on the field. They need to see game film of you playing with some type of good competition. And the CFL is the next step below the NFL. Now, on today's wrap-up, LeBron James, for the second time in the past three weeks, one of his Los Angeles Lakers murals that have been painted around the Los Angeles Lakers has ultimately been defaced by a local LeBron hater, if you will, in the Los Angeles area. Now, just a quick background story. The guy that actually is painting these paintings, his name is Gustavo, actually had the pleasure to go see those paintings live. Dope paintings, by the way. I mean, like, dope. I mean, like, if you want to see some real artwork, definitely go check those out, man. Real dope paintings. Shout out to Gustavo on that one. He came out with this painting 
that had LeBron James in his 23 Lakers jersey, Kobe, Shaq, Will, Kareem, all sitting on top of the stables in Western Forum Center, pretty much looking down on LeBron saying, in order to get up here, in order to be one of the Laker legends, you have to win multiple championships. I agree with the pain. I look, when I look at the pain, I agree with the pain. LeBron James gonna have to earn that damn purple and gold, y'all. He gonna have to earn it. Now, since I've been a kid, the Los Angeles Lakers team, team within itself, have been one of the best organizations outside of the Boston Celtics and most recently, the Golden State Warriors. I think the Bulls, okay, they're in the 90s, but the Bulls haven't been the same really since Jordan. But outside of the Lakers and really the Celtics, you know, of course you had the Spurs, but the Lakers have been the most dominant in my lifetime. Now, Shaq, Kobe, Wilt, Magic, Kareem, Worthy, Byron Scott, Pau Gasol, Andrew Bynum, Derek Fisher, Robert Ory, Lamar Odom, and Pat Riley all have what in common? They all have championships, courtesy of the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron James is going to have to get that done in order for him to be considered one of the greats amongst the Los Angeles Lakers. Everybody's saying he's top five to put the uniform on already. No, 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 no. He ain't played a game yet. You don't get to just be top five on paper, top five on 2K. You got to play the game. And I think, like I said, he's going to have to bring a title to L.A. in order to be accepted by the entire Laker fan base, old and young. Because if you talk to some old head Laker fans, okay, LeBron, cool, but all right. I, I watched Kobe get five with a torn Achilles. I've seen Shaq come from Orlando to the Lakers and win. Ultimately, it didn't end up working out long term, but we've seen him win. We've seen Kobe win with Pau Gasol and Andrew Bynum and Trevor Ariza and Sasha Vujicic. We've seen Derek Fisher get five rings with the Lakers. So again, a lot of pressure is on LeBron James coming into this situation. Remember, Shaq had to win three titles just to get a statue. Kobe needed five rings and a 60-point final game just to get his two jerseys retired in the rafter. <laughs> just to get two jerseys. LeBron James at least has to get one to even be considered amongst them. Otherwise, it'll just be a good free agent signing. You know, it helped the team. It helped Kuzma. It helped Lonzo. But that'll be it. LeBron James, I ain't gonna lie to you, has kind of rubbed some people in L.A. the wrong way already. For one, his press conference, his introductory press conference won't be in L.A. It'll be in Akron, Ohio. Of course, he's opening the school. So we get that. But it ain't gonna be in L.A. Now, I do believe amongst the fans, the Blaze Pizza will strike one. Because I believe first impressions are everything. First impressions are everything. And that tweet that he sent out, I ain't been to a pizza party in a minute, thinking about Culver City. Culver City, I'm sorry, not Culver, Culver City. You think he should have just showed up to the Blaze Pizza? And or after the fact said, you know what, I didn't do that right, so let me come back and say, hey, we're going to do something where I do a meet and greet or something. You don't think he should have did that? Again, first presses are everything, Brian. And people that, that Blaze Pizza kind of rub people the wrong way. You're seeing your, your murals kind of getting tagged every week. And I don't know. Not to mention, you got to embrace L.A., L.A. just ain't Hollywood. But he let y'all know already. <laughs> he Hollywood. L.A. Bron. <laughs> Not LeBron. L.A. Bron. La. With the A. <laughs> you seen him partying with Kevin Durant. Doing movies. Meeting with Leonardo DiCaprio. You seen what LeBron got going on? People in L.A. gonna love you, but you gotta embrace L.A. Now, imagine if LeBron James played in the Drew League. Or imagine if LeBron was the hoop at Venice. He's in L.A. now. You should be going to all the open runs. Like he was at the Summer League. At this point, you should be at all the Drew League games. That's where it's happening at on the weekends. So I'm saying for LeBron James at this point, 
it's title or bust. If LeBron James don't deliver a championship to the Lakers, a lot of people ain't going to be fans of LeBron James after this. Because you came to L.A. and you didn't deliver on the championship. These Laker fans ain't seen championships since Kobe. You got a lot of shoes to fill. But we discussed a lot today on this big Monday. Yeah, that way. Follow your boy on Twitter at From the Jump. I follow everybody back. But it's your boy, Big Monday. We out.